Dear The Return. We've returned to Mystic Falls after a long break for us, but it has been mere seconds for you. Welcome to the delightful comedy of errors that is Catherine's return to Mystic Falls. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear The Return. Hell yes, season two. My favorite season begins and I am so excited. I just love Catherine. I just love her so very, very, very much. Sincerely, Nikki. <laughs> welcome back to Dear Vampire Diaries. Yay, welcome we- back. Yay. Where today we have the distinct <laughs> pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Vampire Diaries, season two, episode one, The Return. I am your host, Nikki. And I'm your other host, Bridget, and we won't be delving into future episodes today, but we will be discussing this episode, The Return, in detail. You have been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. Oh my god, Nikki! This is the Bridget. episode! Bridget, we're back! I know, we're back! It's crazy we're because- back. We are recording this, like, two weeks after we just finished season one, so for us, we're, like, I mean, obviously, we're, like, immediately watching the next episode, but for everyone else, I mean, I I don't imagine there will be many people who will have managed to wait, because that was a hell of a cliffhanger last season. Oh, boy, is it? And, oh, boy, do we keep with cliffhangers? I can't even, I gotta control myself. Continue with your, continue with the guide. I'm I'm freaking out. This is the episode where Elena arrives home to a nightmare. Damon is the first to realize that Catherine has returned. But it takes him a fucking second. Takes him a second. Just a quick hot second. (laughs) Also, is it a nightmare? What really happened? Catherine's returned. Is she a nightmare? Depends on who you're asking. (laughs) Me? No, she's a delight. John losing his fingers? That's a nightmare for John. But Elena doesn't give a shit. Nobody else cares. I certainly am not opposed. (laughs) What the real nightmare is, is that John's still alive. Damn, you're coming out swinging early. Season two, baby. Yeah. Season two energy. The gloves come off. (laughs) The audience is is in. They're baked in. They understand. They've got it on lockdown. Now we're ready to fucking roll. And you'd think with an audience that is super invested in the show by now that we wouldn't have a certain section of the previously on, but that is too much to fucking ask. He's <laughs> lived in a secret for over a century, knows the risk, but has to know her. Who is she? She's Elena, and he is a vampire. Damon's his mythanthropist. I was trying to do like a crazy ex-girlfriend type thing. I love it. But I couldn't. Anyway, so, okay. So Damon's his misanthropic big brother. They both dated Catherine. Or maybe I should say Catherine dated them. Yeah, Because uh, she compelled Stefan. Yeah. But Damon didn't need to be compelled. Very important. He really loved her. Meanwhile, Bonnie's not clairvoyant, she's not psychic, she's a witch. But what is Tyler? Here are some clues. He hears ultrasonic sounds. His eyes sometimes turn yellow when he passes out. I mean, just once, but still. Sometimes. Um, (laughs) uh, He's super randomly angry and aggressive. Side note, his dad died, but is anyone actually sad about that? No. Even Tyler's not sad. No. We're more sad that Caroline's in the fucking hospital. And, uh, oh my god, Caroline. I know. And this takes us to where we left off in the finale of season one. So Damon has kissed who he thought was Elena, uh, but is all revealed to us to be Catherine in the season finale. Anna gave Jeremy her blood. 
Uh, she died. <laughs> this is like, I'm trying to like, <laughs> so much so stuff. season one. Yeah, exactly. And then Jeremy, he took a ton of pills, which is, uh, he was attempting to turn himself into a vampire. And this takes us off into season two with the first scene, which was the last scene of the finale. But it has some weird extra little bits. Like, the fact that they explain where Jenna is. Totally. Is helpful, and very clearly the writers being like, ooh, plot hole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where did Jenna go while John got stabbed? <laughs> so we see John and Catherine in the kitchen, um, where we all know it's going to happen, but we see it intercut with Elena coming home, and you can almost see Catherine, like, hear her on the porch, and she's like, oh, I have a couple yes. of seconds to do this. And she does. She does it. She chops off those little fingies. And including his ring, and she stabs him, and she does her classic, hello, John, goodbye, John. And uh, she runs out. Uh, But the thing is, she actually kind of sticks around. So Elena gets home, and... It's so good. I I love this scene so much. First of all, Elena, great in a crisis. She does exactly what you're supposed to do, puts pressure on the wound, calls 911. But the best thing is the fact that we can see Catherine watching Elena and just seeing this like fascination on her face as she's like, oh, this girl that looks just like me and is dating my boyfriends. <laughs> and John warns Elena, he says, behind, behind you. you. Oh my God. And another classic horror moment from the Vampire Diaries. We had a lot of these in early season one, these types of moments that feel very like out of scream or something where she picks up the huge bloody knife and walks around like that's going to protect her. But here's the thing. If Elena, Elena doesn't know that it was a vampire, right? She just knows that John got stabbed. Grabbing the kitchen knife, brilliant idea. Yeah. Much better than most like horror, like scream queen girls that like, don't grab anything. Like, you have a knife. Grab the That's knife. true. She's learned a lot. Our Elena has learned a lot from this world of vampires that she's been immersed in. Do we think that Elena and Catherine have the same fingerprints? <gasps> oh, that is such a good question. That's a true crime question. This week, true crime on the Vampire Diaries. That is such a good question. Um, but Catherine pulls like a like a Hermione Granger, like, is that really what my hair looks like from the back? Like, type of moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... She's, like, toying with her and, like, following her around. And then once she gets enough of her fill, she uh, vamps away and makes sure to slam the door so Elena knows exactly what was going on. Super creepy. And Elena, first thing she thinks of is Jeremy, um, who's in trouble, but for different reasons. Yes. And he has this, like, jolt where he wakes up and you're like, (gasps) is he a vampire? I don't know. Spoiler alert, not a vampire. No, not at all. Not a vampire. Yeah, we see that in this next scene where uh, the police come because Elena smartly called them. uh, And Stefan arrives upstairs and uh, Elena's explaining to him what happened. She's like, he took a bunch of pills. He looks fine, but also you do too. So check him out. And Stefan like looks really intensely at Jeremy and like smushes his face. And he's like, no, 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 not a vampire. Too smushy face. I have mixed feelings about this scene because... On the one hand, I appreciate the intensity in which Stefan is like... If you tried to kill yourself now, you could really die. I love that moment. Yeah. And then he slaps him, though. I'm like, that, that, okay, well, you know what? Let's calm down. Yeah. Sure. All right. Fine. I get it, though. I want to hit Jeremy, too. (laughs) I feel it. I'm like, you... Because he's... Mm. Because they 
he says that he's not a vampire and jeremy says damn it Elena's like why would you want that yeah and i'm like elena stefan's right there <laughs> also elena can we pay attention to your brother like maybe talk to him Stefan says that uh, Anna's blood actually healed him of the pills because he didn't take enough to die. Yeah. And Elena's like, okay, well, from one fire to another. She's putting out fires everywhere. First there was the fire in her fucking family office building. Now there's fires at home. Metaphorical fires. Um, So she's got to run to the hospital uh, to go with John. Um, but Jeremy says that, you know, he doesn't need a babysitter. And, and Elena's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. But we go to the hospital where Matt and Bonnie are together and um, they get filled in on what happened uh, with Tyler, which is a reminder to us about what happened with Tyler. Yeah. And I love how Bonnie is like, what? Like he started like a, like he, like he heard something yeah. and she's like, uh oh. Yeah. And we're reminded that Caroline's not doing well at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Damon shows up to be there with Liz in a moment that I fucking love where Liz called him because she's like, you know, this happened with the mayor. They got, something went wrong, but like, I can't, I can't focus on it. Cause all I can think about is Caroline and she starts crying and Damon hugs her. And I'm like, <laughs> but another kind of, I, I had an LOL moment in this where um, Damon goes, mayor Lockwood was a vampire. And he's doing yeah, so good. <laughs> He's doing so a little, like, innocent Damon thing. He was a fan. Yeah. His trust with the council is now, like, made even greater. Cemented. It's cemented because, like, no one knows that he was down there. Yeah, and he uses this opportunity to be like, we really need to trust each other. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Damon also, he comes in to talk uh, to Bonnie and Elena where he's like, Hey, so I know Caroline's not doing very well. I can give her my blood. And he's like, if I do that, hey, Bonnie, we call a truce? And she's like, no, but you'll do it anyway for Elena. Yeah. (laughs) I do also kind of like that the writers haven't forgotten how Damon would be pissed at Bonnie. Because earlier, Elena, when she finds out about how poorly Caroline's doing, asks Bonnie if there's a spell she can do. And Damon interrupts, and he's like, she doesn't know how to do that, do you? Right. And she's like, no, I don't. And, like, you know, that comes up again, like, a little bit of this this really interesting relationship that is starting to form between them. Yeah. Where they're, like, kind of equals in the competency realm. Very much (laughs) so. they kind of hate each other. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. I kind of love it. They have a great scene later as well. Um, But right now, we get the much-anticipated Damon and Elena talk after the porch scene, um, where he's like- Bridget, I'm not okay. (laughs) Bridget, how am I almost 30 watching this scene going- (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because Bonnie leaves, and after she's like, no, you'll do this because it's for Elena, and then she leaves, and Damon's like- you know, this is probably not the last, this is probably the last thing you want to talk about right now, but, like, we should really talk about last night. And Elena's like, yeah, I know. One of the tomb vampires, vampires broke in and almost killed John. And he's like, what? When? After I left? She's like, you were at the house? And he's like, yeah, come on, Elena. He's like, you know, we talked. Like, we, you know, we were talking. Cathartic feelings exposed. Come on, Elena. We kissed. And he, like, low-key thinks that she's gaslighting him. Yeah. 
reasonable, right? Like, he's like, I mean, if you, like, if you don't want to think about that, whatever, but, like, I can't not think about it or, like, process, I can't forget that it happened. Yeah, and she's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Jenna conveniently shows up. Yeah, and then Jenna, who we learned a little bit in that sort of retcon in the beginning of Jenna telling Elena slash Catherine. station, yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, I told you this. And I was like, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> Meanwhile. And Damon has this hilarious moment where he's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I love it. I love it so much. I love that he's the first to put it together, even if it takes him a minute. <laughs> it's just so good. So we go to the Gilbert house where Stefan has been babysitting Jeremy because Lord knows he needs it. And uh, Catherine, pretending to be Elena, comes in. And he, like, goes down to comfort her, and he's like, oh, like, what happened at the hospital? And she, like, hugs him, and she's like, just what I needed. He realizes almost immediately. I love this as well. Like, I love that he just, like, flips her around, and they get into this little bit of a scuffle, and Catherine being (laughs) Catherine. At least I fooled one of you. Yeah, and she's not fighting it at all. Like, he's he's pinning no. her up against the wall, and she's just kind of totally unaffected, and she kind of enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, well, because we remember, Catherine is a lot older than them. Right. Like, if Pearl was, like, 700 years old, we can assume that Catherine is at least around there, or, like, you know, she's much older than Damon and Stefan, so, like, she's plenty strong. She's not in any danger when it comes to vegetarian Stefan like trying to fight her like that's not a threat (laughs) and uh as Catherine leaves uh Stefan is there and just like later on Damon and Elena come in and Elena's like what happened and Damon's like Catherine happened and Damon's like so what did she want (laughs) I love that and I love that when Damon and Stefan are talking uh Damon says what I said at the last episode, last time we chatted, which is, woman certainly knows how to make an entrance. Yes. Yes, yes she does. Yes. I also really appreciate that Elena immediately tells Jeremy what's going on. Oh. We've learned some lessons. She comes downstairs and she says, I told Jeremy I can't keep, I can't keep secrets from him anymore. Oh, I totally missed that. That's amazing. Yeah. Hell Yes. Good. Well, season two Elena so far is better than season one Elena yes, in some respects. Yes. We're do- we've learned, hopefully, from some of our mistakes. Yes, Elena 2.0. So when, uh, <laughs> when Stefan is like, so wait, how do you know about Catherine? She said she fooled one of us. And Damon's like, oh yeah, NBD. Uh, she just pretend- she pretended to be Elena too when I was here earlier. That's all. And then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he reassures Elena, first of all. He's like, you know, Catherine was in this house, invited in. Maybe you should move. But also, you're not dead. So... Yeah. And if she wanted you dead, you'd be dead. Yeah, so she clearly has other plans. she has other plans. Yes. Yeah. And Stefan's like, I wonder what those plans could be. Hey, Damon. <laughs> what happened what happened? thought she was Elena? <laughs> um, he does like a mouse shrug. in this scene... <laughs> is so good i paused it to type like my like ah moment and i just froze on the perfect face of david being like "Mm, mouth shrug yeah how do i tell you this isn't gonna go well (laughs) 
deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. You know, we we kissed. And Stefan's like, what do you mean you kissed? And David's like, well, you know, when two lips pucker and go... <laughs> Immediately vamps over and they are about to tussle. And Lily's like, no, 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 no. He kissed Catherine. I wouldn't do that. And Stefan looks at Damon. He goes, later. Like, yeah. Damon's like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> yep. And Elena reminds them, we don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, she has to go back to brainstorming. She's like, okay, why would Catherine hurt John? And Damon says, I don't know. Catherine plays games and we're not going to know what she wants until she wants us to know. And mm-hmm. he's like, so I have a better plan. I'm just going to ignore the bitch. <laughs> yeah, if we ignore her, she'll come out. Yeah. But Elena and Stefan are like, no, we should talk to John. Like, that's definitely a good lead. Yeah. And uh, Stefan asks what Damon's going to do if he sees Catherine. And Damon's like, you know, stake her, rip her head off, something poetic. And we're all like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of talk, big man. Yeah. We'll see how that goes later. <laughs> so we cut back to the hospital where Bonnie meets up with Matt. And she's like, hey, any visitors? And he mentions that Damon stopped by, um, and she asks if Caroline's doing any better. And she is. We see the effects. Jersey Shore is on. Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> if only the youth knew of the impact of Jersey Shore. I'm sure there are, like, YouTube tutorials on how it's affected culture. Anyway, um... <laughs> Probably. So uh, Caroline says, I'm healing really quick. And Bonnie is so emotional and I love it. I love seeing her yeah. be like relieved to see her friend alive. This is like a really nice moment from Cat Graham. Just such beautiful acting. Yeah. Well, it also is interesting because it could have been another moment of her magic having unintended consequences. Yeah. Or lack thereof of magic. Her her choice as her role as witch, you know, unintentionally killing somebody that she loves. Well, and also this um, this idea that if Damon gives her his blood, is she going to heal? Or is she so bad that she's going to die and wake up in transition? Because that, that's been a question with Jeremy as mm. well. And so I don't know that Bonnie knows as much about that, but just this relief that it's doing what she wants it to do. Oh, it's just yeah. beautiful to see yeah. their friendship. I love the female friendships. It did make me wish Elena was there, but then I was also reminded how many other people are nearing death in <laughs> Elena's life right now. Because she also has, like, she's going to visit Caroline. She also has John in the hospital, and Jeremy also almost died. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, you know, her doppelganger's there. It's, there's a lot going on. I was like, maybe this time you do get a pass. <laughs> So we go to the Lockwood residence, and it's amazing to see Damon playing peacekeeper between uh, Karen Lockwood and Liz Forbes, where, like, Karen is like, you know, my husband's died, I want to know who's responsible, and Liz is like, well, he's part of it, like, he his idiot plan was to use the town as bait, so sorry, but, like, husband wasn't a great mayor anyway, yeah. which is saying what we all know. Yeah. Um, and Damon is like, you guys, they want us to turn against each other. Come on. We're all in this together. Which is the theme of the episode. (laughs) So at the Lockwood house, we also see a very not Lockwood like big old truck pull up. Yeah. It's a, it's a 1982 Ford Bronco. I looked it up. (laughs) 
Because I was like, what a weird car. (laughs) It would be a Bronco. That makes sense. Right. And a very, like, I don't wear a suit. I wear cotton and sit in the sun. Yeah. Whatever outside people do. Um, He comes up and we've learned that he is Tyler's uncle, Mason. Yeah. Really Um, cool, young, hip uncle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, somebody, again, I'm reminded again and again and again (laughs) that these founding families, they know about vampires. They need to stop standing at the door inviting people into their homes. Oh my god, I made the same note. I was like, even someone that you think is a family member, you should never say, come inside. No. Ever. No. (laughs) Like, that should be something you teach your children. What do we have a council for, anyway? What the fuck are they spending their time? Just fundraising. That's what they do. So, yeah. All right, so then we go to the hospital where Elena and Stefan go into John's room to question him, and John wakes up and freaks out immediately, and Elena says, no, no, I'm not Catherine. Okay, I'm Elena. And they're like, we're here to know, like, why she did this to you. And Elena gives him back his ring, which is, like, a nice moment of, like, an olive branch, kind of. And they're like, please tell us why she, why is she here? Like, well, what does she want? And he's just silent. Yeah. And Stefan's like, you know, now's not the time to play tough guy. Uh, you're very badly injured. Um, yeah. And he's just not helpful at all. He's like, Catherine never trusted me. And get the fuck out. Because, like... You make me you sick. You make me sick. And and we're like, you make us yeah. sick. God. And Stefan's like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, you should tell your daughter. Like, you should confide in her. And... John says... He says, my daughter should have driven a stake through your heart by now. Yes. So he says, either kill me or get out because I can't stand the sight of you with my daughter. Oh, all of a sudden it's my daughter. My daughter. You you have not earned the right for her to be your daughter. Fuck off. Absolutely. And Elena is like, you see the world with such hatred and it's going to get you killed. And she just leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And then Stefan really cements himself as one of my favorites of all time um, with this brilliant plan that he has. You know, he's just very annoyed. You know, there's a lot going on. And when we need a sense of control, sometimes we need to do some more drastic out-of-character things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Stefan realizes, you know, he doesn't mind dying. um, But what he does mind is becoming a vampire. So he bites himself force feeds John his blood, and then threatens him. He has 24 hours to get out of town, and that'll be the time for the blood to, like, make its way out of his system. And he says that uh, he better leave town, and if he doesn't, so help me God, I will turn you into a vampire and watch you hate yourself more than you already do. Applause. Clock starts now. Standing ovation. For Mr. Salvatore, everyone. I was really happy about this. I'm I'm a big fan of Stefan's moderate rage. <laughs> yeah. Stefan has good moments in this episode. I think really it's good because moments. we have better villains or yeah. more like interesting people for him to like hate. Yeah. Where he can be more than just like the goody goody brother. Yeah, and it's not based on like him having a blood problem, which was weird. <laughs> Yeah. We go to the Lockwood residence where uh, Liz essentially does character exposition on Mason Lockwood for Damon. And so here's what we know about him. He's nothing like his brother, Mayor Lockwood, because he's not an asshole. That's number one. Uh, He's not a believer. That's number two. Uh, Number three is he doesn't want anything to do with the council. 
And number four is he just wants to find the perfect wave. Oh yeah, hot surfer uncle. What up? <laughs> and again, we let more people in. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine just gets let in immediately. Terrible choices. And it's very right. clearly Catherine. We can tell because Nina is amazing at what she does. Oh my god, she's so good. Everything is like, blossoming. It's so good. I love this next moment outside the hospital when Elena's like, so what'd you say to John? <laughs> And Stefan's like, oh, you know, I kindly asked him to leave town. And she's like, asked, you threatened him, didn't you? But she's kind of proud and happy about it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I threatened him. And she's like, good, I want him gone. You know, I don't want like, I don't want someone like that in my life or in Jeremy's life. And then there's this hug between them, which mirrors that moment before with Catherine, where like, this is the real Stefan Elena relationship. And this is how he knows. He just knows her so much more intimately, truly, than Damon does, which is why he was able to know that this is Elena. It's this warm yeah. person that he described for Lexi when he was first talking about her in comparison to Catherine, that she's, like, empathetic and kind and warm, and you just really see that nice moment between them here. Yeah, and we can really see the difference between Catherine and Elena in this moment as well, because Stefan's like, I gotta go talk to Damon, and Elena's like, don't don't pick a fight like this is what she wants she's already messing with your heads yeah yeah and and she says i'm actually worried about damon because he's not stable when it comes to Catherine. yeah and as clear as day is like this is not good she needs to talk to bonnie about becoming a psychic i mean witch um (laughs) so (laughs) speaking of bonnie and damon we go to the lockwood residence where they have this awesome scene i like really love this scene they have so good. They have good banter. I love them together. I think it's because they're equals. And Bonnie is all like, so uh, don't you want to know why the fuck Tyler also reacted to the device? And Damon's like, yes, Bonnie. Oh, I yes, I want to know. know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I would love to know why the device that you were supposed to disable affected Tyler. Mm. Mm. Speaking of your guilt, how's Caroline? <laughs> yeah. And he says this great thing to her where she's like... Um, she's threatening him and he's like, stop with the witches, Rue. You're starting to believe your own press. And it kind of makes her smile. But then she like uses her little head hurdy thing against him. And she's like, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. You were saying. <laughs> yes. It's great. And she dips and she heads out to the porch where she sees Elena. Just kidding. It's Catherine. Um, and she starts complaining about Damon. Mm-hmm. She also mentions that he healed Caroline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she touches Catherine's arm and obviously knows that it is not Elena. Yeah. But also I just want to say like Catherine's moment of acting as Elena is hilarious in this because it's kind of it's like so Damon good. pretending to be a good little human a little bit. Like yeah. of her being like, I'm so sorry, Bonnie. What Damon's done is just awful. You know, and you're just like... <laughs> it makes it so like I think that's why I love Catherine so much. She's just so enjoyable to watch. Yes, yes. Cause she, cause she's enjoying it. Yes, she's acting. That's one of the reasons why we love Damon too, is because we get right. to see him act with people. Yes. We know the truth, and it creates this beautiful dramatic irony. It's just great. Um, but yeah, this is another moment where, like, you remember when Bonnie was with uh, Ben of the Mystic Grill and she had that moment and she, like, yeah. wasn't able to play it off super, like, well enough for him to believe her? I wish that she had turned this moment of having that, like, vampire flash when she touches Catherine into, like, how's John? That, you just must be so upset. 
like to yeah. just continue the ruse yeah. and then like get away more naturally i'm just like no also go into the crowded room not the room by itself i know she's trying to call elena but also like go back and find damon <laughs> exactly I know you guys don't like each other but you're at least on the same side <laughs> exactly but she doesn't do that she calls elena and we see this little moment of elena answering and she jenna and jeremy are getting into their family car and jeremy yeah. is holding what looks like a tray of mail <laughs> like it looks like it has like envelopes on it and it's like huh. a tiny little tray and you're like what is that and later on it's supposed to be the food and i thought that was weird props department huh. do, do a better <laughs> job um <laughs> Catherine comes in she's like right behind bonnie and she's like hi we haven't officially met i'm Catherine." And then she proceeds. I know who you are. Yeah, yeah. She proceeds to tell her essentially. She's like, Isabel told me it was a bit of a puzzle. And then she does like a little, you know, uh, breakdown. Yes, of each individual person. And I love that she already has opinions about everyone and she loves Matt. I love how much she loves Matt. It comes up later where she's like, oh, his eyes are so blue. I know. It's I love, so I love good. that she loves him. It's so random. It's so good. Uh, and she, you uh, can tell she already hates Caroline. She's like, there's Caroline. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, but so we just saw Bonnie use this mind, you know, anti-vampire thing on Damon. So she goes right. to use it on Catherine. And Catherine is like, grabs her head and is like, ah, ah, ah. No, I'm, I, she's, just, she's just fucking around. She's like, I've been around a long time. That's not going to work on me. So That's she right. like pushes Bonnie against the wall. And then Bonnie opens the doors very very clever and you can see Catherine appreciate it and Catherine is mid vamp mouth like she's like ah and then she looks over and she goes and she does a little mouth shrug as well and she's like oh that's, that's a good move yeah you can see her like appreciate how smart that was <laughs> which I also like yeah <laughs> and then the best moment ever is Stefan appears and he's like leave her alone mm-hmm. and she goes okay yeah. and just follows him out <laughs> yes <laughs> And they walk and talk. Uh, and in the middle of Stefan and Catherine uh, talking, she sees Matt and Matt comes over and she expresses like fake empathy for how Caroline is doing, which is just amazing. You can see her like practicing her Elena in front of Stefan. It's beautiful. And uh, she sort of coerces him with like, how about we don't have a couple's fight in front of all your friends? You want to walk with me? I've missed you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are you here? And she's like, missing you should be an acceptable reason. And he's like, what game are you playing? And she's like, there are no rules, Stefan. Remember? No rules. Why is it that Stefan and Catherine have so much fucking chemistry? Yeah. Like, well, rules- it's because he's the good guy, like the, and she's like the bad girl with a heart of gold. It's Oodles more than him and Elena. And it's, I think it's also because he's the good one, but he also, like, it brings out an edge in him that's way more interesting. Yes. We love to see in, in dramatic arcs, like, characters bring stuff out of each other that they do. I mean, it's foils. Like, we love, right. love relationships where they're a foil for each other. Because right. it's like, then they kind of grow as a part of the relationship. Although this seems yes. a little toxic. But we'll oh, see for that sure. more later. It's not, it's not good, <laughs> but it's also fascinating Hella to hot. watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jeremy, Jenna, and Elena arrive with hors d'oeuvres that look like envelopes on a tray. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy and Jenna, they're kind of talking about, like, why are they doing this, like, before the funeral? Or, like, they, like, they mention... 
that it's awake that's also not awake an event awake that's an event is this our first i totally miss me that this is our first big lame event of season two. <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't believe the first one is this lame 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 should we be counting funerals <laughs> Yeah, we should have, like, a separate tally for, like, events that are funerals. So, anyway. Um, yes. So, Elena is like, I'll be right back. I'm gonna talk to Damon. And Jenna gives them a look of, like, okay, cool. That's bad. Yeah. Um, as she thinks that they were making out on the porch the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elena asks him how he's doing. And he blows her off. And she's like, no, I really want to know how you're doing. And he says, well, uh, I thought that we kissed, and it was actually my ex-girlfriend, who looks like you, uh, how do you think I'm doing? And she's like, I get that you're hurt. And he's like, no, 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 I don't get hurt. And she's like, yeah, you do. You don't admit that you get hurt, and then you cover it up, and then you do something stupid. And I'm like, Elena, you are scary accurate. How are those intuition classes with Bonnie coming along? (laughs) Woo! Exactly. And... Damon calls it out right. He says, you're scared. You think I'm going to fall off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, David. Correct. We all think this. A plus. <laughs> this could be, this could be the, the episode summary right here. <laughs> yeah. And then one of the most iconic lines, I think, he asks her, why were you surprised I would kiss you? And she says, that's not a surprise. I'm surprised you thought I'd kiss you back. And he says, now I'm hurt. And then Bonnie rushes in. Yeah. (laughs) To to conveniently interrupt this moment. First of all, okay, Nikki, do you think that he deserves... I mean, obviously everyone has feelings that are valid, um, but do you think... Oh, he's... This is very emotionally manipulative. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He doesn't deserve to get hurt. He knows that she's in a monogamous relationship with his brother. Right. And the thing is, is like, there's a moment later when he kind of calls her on, like... You're denying that there's something here. Oh my god! And I think what? that like we're gonna get to we'll that. We'll get scene. to that. Oh, oh my fucking we'll get god! To that. Yeah. And I think to a degree there is something there, but it's also like her decision. Yes. Whether she does anything with that, and she has stated very clearly, very firmly, we are friends. But here's my question: I am with Stefan. Is it responsible of Elena to be friends with Damon? I don't think that that is Elena's burden to bear until he crosses a line, which to this point he hasn't. I mean with her feelings for him. Like if she does have feelings, is it irresponsible for her to be friends with him? I don't think that she... Think, I don't think she... She hasn't self-reflected yet. We don't yeah, know I don't, how she Yeah, she feels. hasn't had really a minute to do that. A lot's been going on. I would say that if there are feelings there, it's irresponsible for her to be friends with him and to not have boundaries if she's trying to be in a monogamous relationship. True. I also don't think that she thinks that she has feelings for him. I would agree with that. And that's what he challenges later in a very disturbing scene that we will get to. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, disturbing dynamics, we go to uh, Tyler um, chilling by himself. And Jeremy comes in and is like, oh, sorry, I was looking for the... And Tyler's like, bathroom's that way. And he's just so obviously, like, isolated and crushed and having a lot of complicated feelings uh, Mm -hmm. in the, you know, wake of his dad's death. And 
Jeremy is like really super kind here, which I like, yeah. which is that he's like, at first he was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about your dad. And Tyler's like, yeah, I've been getting a lot of sorries from people who don't mean it. And Jeremy's like, I relate. I remember being at my dad's funeral and that was really tough. And, you know, everyone was telling me what a great guy he was. And Tyler's like, yeah, except in your dad's case, that was true. My dad was a dick. And Jeremy goes, yeah, yeah, he was. And I just really love Jeremy in this scene. I think yeah. he's really trying his best. And it's interesting, like, Tyler invites him to drink with him, and then they start to have a drink. It's interesting yeah. that, like, their relationship gets stronger whenever, like, they have a shared grief that, like, com- connects them together in a lot of interesting ways. They're both kind of, like, boys who are dealing with, like, kind of being on the edge of something, like, their own personal well-being in a lot of ways. And, like, I think Jeremy takes his aggression out on himself, and Tyler takes it out on other people. The difference between having, like, a narcissist for a father versus, like, a a doctor and an empathetic person for a father. Yeah. That we know about. John says some things about his brother that I'm like, was their dad really a good guy? Yeah, what's up with Grayson? Yeah. I don't know. We don't really know that much. Yeah. But but in this scene, they seem to think he was genuinely a good guy. True. Different from Mayor Lockwood. And, uh... The sheriff flask, uh, Mason arrives and puts a stop to this budding friendship and continues to drink with just Tyler. Which yeah. I was like, okay. Which well, is weird. Yeah, I was like, this is an interesting, uh, I guess, I don't know. Mason gives weird vibes. He does. He gives mixed messages, doesn't he? Yeah. So, Catherine and Stefan are yes. out walking on the Lockwood grounds, and it's gorgeous out there, the Lockwood property, and uh, Catherine starts talking about it, and she's like, look at how much land the Lockwoods got after all the tomb vampires were put in the tomb. <laughs> yep. And yep. she's like, he's like, wow, you really haven't changed. And she's like, you have. You're stronger now. And starts, like, flirting with him. To which he says, don't flirt with me, Catherine. I'm not Damon. I haven't spent 145 years obsessed with you. Ooh, and she says, I think your choice of women kind of says differently. So good. So fair. (laughs) So fair. And then they get a little bit into their history where Stefan calls her out. He's like, I didn't love you. You compelled me. And Catherine seems to have an opposing opinion on this, which is, Mm. believe what you want. I know the truth. Which mirrors what Damon says to Elena later. Yeah. Interesting, huh? We're stroking our invisible beards over here. Hmm. Um, and Stefan calls her out and he's just like, he calls her a bitch and threatens her. And she's just like, I came back for you. Stefan says, the only problem, Catherine, is that I hate you. And she's, she essentially takes the nearest like iron poker or something (laughs) and she puts it through his stomach and she goes you hate me huh well that sounds like the beginning of a love story not the end of one like a true villain love it love her perfect no notes and she like runs off with her dainty little run I also just that. I'm like, we can't vamp yeah. away. We're just gonna. She's just gonna okay. trot right. away. <laughs> la la la. She skips away. <laughs> she's having a great time. Seems like an editor's mistake. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that we both noticed that. I also have to wonder what the 
emotional back and forth seesawing feeling is with these characters where then Elena is like patching him up and it's just literally like the sa- like they look so it's similar the same person yeah but she's like super empathetic and is like taking care of him yeah and Damon comes over <laughs> and he's like whoa cover up Fabio and I'm like, I'm sorry, don't you guys, like, get dressed in the same closet or whatever and, like, see each other shirtless all the time? <laughs> what is happening? But they have an ex-girlfriend on the loose. And as, and as we find out after Elena leaves, she's like, okay, you guys tell me when you're done. <laughs> and they talk about it. And Damon is like, come on, beat me up, punch me, punch me, fight me. And Steph was like, I'm not going to fight you. He's like, why? I'd fight me. <laughs> but it's all deflection, right? Because he's like... All humor, all like, whatever, it's fine, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's something here, and Stefan is really takes the higher road here, mm-hmm. where he, it seems like he actually reflected on what Elena told him, where he's just like, I'm not gonna fight you. Like, Catherine's trying to pit us against each other. Can you not see that? He's like, he's like, I kissed Elena. Like, nah, look, I kissed Elena. And Stefan's like, yeah, because you care about her. Like, I'm not gonna let Catherine destroy the one thing that has like started to like like that you have started to care after so long like i'm not gonna let Catherine do that she's going to try to break us i'm not going to fight you and damon's like oh yeah because our bond is unbreakable god damn it damon (laughs) he's still he just can't but but it's cool because stefan is refusing to be triangulated yes breaking cycles like on both ends yeah, exactly. He's not allowing Elena to be the issue, and he's not allowing right. Catherine to be the issue. He's just like, I'm not going to fight you, bottom line. He's doing so well. I was really proud that the he... therapy is really coming through. Yeah, and even just fucking listening to Elena. It's almost like if you talk to each other... And tr- Whoa. Weird. What? I know. What a thought. Makes too much sense. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know what's another great event that we have in this episode? What? John leaving town. Oh my god, you're right! That is the true big event of season one. <laughs> season two, oh my god, where am I? <laughs> he runs into Jeremy uh, as he's leaving. And Jeremy doesn't have enough... Of, like, he's not... I still don't like the level of dislike that Jeremy... The lack thereof that Jeremy has for Uncle John. He's just yeah. like, oh, you, you leaving? Good. Like, tell her yourself. Like He's like, you just thought you'd come in and kill all your evil vampires and then leave? And I was like, you know, he actually, he did kill a lot of vampires. He really did. That's, That's the, Yeah. Yeah, pretty effective. Killed a couple not evil ones, but all right. Also, again, who is determining what is evil? That's right, fine. right. Um, and Jeremy challenges him about his dad, like, not having done the same thing, and... John says, well, your dad may have done things differently, but he would have seen it the same way. Convenient of you to say, since he's not here. And John kind of explains away why Jeremy is like this. And he says, you know, you're still young. You're still finding yourself. And I'm like, oh, as opposed to Elena, who is 17, that's not young. She's not still finding herself. She's not in one of the first relationships she's ever had. Oh, okay. Yeah. Patriarchy. What? You can leave now, Jonathan. You can leave. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I was taught to hate them. And, but he also, the only good thing he does is he explains how the ring works, which is that, um, you need to be killed by supernatural means for the ring to bring you back. Natural causes, accidents, things of that nature. Indeed. They're, they don't do anything. Jeremy is kind of like, I don't really care about all of this, like, Gilbert family stuff. 
John says, well, sooner or later, you're going to have to believe in the family legacy. Do you? And I'm just like, ugh, go away. Leave, leave. Do you leave, really? <laughs> also, again, why didn't Elena get that speech from him? Uh, right. John can fuck off now. Bye. Bye. Um, speaking of fuck off now, we go to, like, my least favorite scene yeah. at the Lockwood house where Tyler's alone and there's this, like, sad music playing over a picture of his dad and he's just, like, reminiscing about this man who abused him and was supposed to love him. And, uh, he shatters the, the frame of this the picture. so much better if it hadn't been interrupted by Mason. If he had just, like, had a moment of like freaking out and his mom came in and he was like, I hate him. Yes. That would have been so relatable to a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. That complicated feeling of losing some, like a parent or somebody that you were quote unquote, like supposed to care about. Yes. Anyone you had a complicated relationship with. But that's not what happens. <laughs> so instead, <laughs> Karen comes in and she's like, what are you doing? You're not allowed to grieve. And... <laughs> And he is like, leave me alone. And he pushes her and she falls down on the sofa. And Mason comes in and tackles him and is like, calm down, Tyler. Yeah, stop being so violent. And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, whatever. And, and there's just this moment from Karen where she looks at her son and she goes, oh, God. And I'm like, oh, have you realized that you've raised... A child just like your husband? Literally. Oh, wonder when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to some some interesting things. Because I don't know about you, but there was just a little bit too much B-plot for me. Um, Damon's at the Salvatore home. and Oh my god. <laughs> just drinking his sorrows. Very brave of you to come here. And Catherine is just lounging on the couch. She's perched, perched on his like couch. Like a cat. Just like, I'm here. <laughs> And I love... I'm having a great time. <laughs> yes. I love this. I love that he's like, again, why are you here? She's like, you know, nostalgia, blah, 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 blah. And he says, I'm better at the the enigmatic one-liners, Catherine. Yes. What are you up to? And she's like, what? No goodbye kiss? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he's... You can see him on this line, and Catherine calls him out, and she says... Kiss me or kill me. We both know you're only capable of one. Ugh. This woman. What a woman. I love her. And he chooses option A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they make out and it's super duper hot. And it's the first time that we've ever seen Nina Dobrev and Ann Summerhalder have a scene <laughs> like this. And the chemistry is exploding off of the screen and I'm freaking out. And But he stops in the middle of it. And she's immediately frustrated. So we don't like that. Can I read what he says in this moment? Mm-hmm. I... Please do. I knew, I knew, Nikki, that you would write this down. I did. And yeah. so I didn't. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> read his beautiful speech for us. Because he's so... It, there's something about seeing Catherine that kind of reverts him back to human Damon a little bit. That, like, vulnerability of, like, all of this immortality... 145 years of searching was all for this woman that he loved. And she they're kissing, and he stops, and he says, pause, I have a question. Answer it, and it's back to fireworks and rockets red glare. Which Answer is poetic it. and beautiful. Beautiful. Answer it right, and I'll forget the last 145 years I've spent missing you. I'll forget how much I loved you. I'll forget everything. And we can start over. This can be our defining moment. 
because we have time. That's the beauty of eternity. Mm. I just need the truth just this once. And Catherine says, stop. I already know your question and its answer. The truth is I've never loved you. It was always Stefan. And she says it with like a kind of a sincerity, like where she's like, she's like, I never loved you. Like she's almost realizing it a little bit. Yeah. And there's something I think genuine and heart wrenching about how he says, I just need the truth just once because he's like had this realization of like how much she lied to him and how often she lies about everything. And so he's like, I just need you to tell me the truth. And it's almost like she listens to him in this moment where she's like, she will give him this truth. Yeah. And maybe you're right that she sees a little bit of his human self in this. Yeah. And she is brought back to a time when they were just beginning a relationship and he was her plaything. Um, but he, she had his consent, whereas she didn't really have Stefan's consent, which is what right. she wanted from him. And oh boy, is this the push that needs to send Damon down the spiral. But he's yeah. just, there's just one more little nudge he needs before we go full down the rabbit hole. And Elena will deliver that line <laughs> in a minute. Because they're not the same person, but they sure do have similar lines. <laughs> so we go to the Jack and Jill bathroom. Uh, by the way, I was at work the other day and my boss was complaining about how awful Jack and Jill bathrooms are. And I was like, I just need to interject here and say, yes, a hundred percent agreed. <laughs> amazing. Did you explain why? I did. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. That makes me very happy that you're talking about our podcast in the workplace. (laughs) Uh, So Elena goes into her bedroom and, you know, there's Damon just perched on her bed. And she's like, oh, you scared me. And um, he's like, I'm just here doing my trusty neighborhood watch. Trusty bodyguard. That's what I am. And she's like. Have you been drinking? And he holds up his hand. Like, he's like, just a smidge. <laughs> and she's like, and you're upset. That's not a good combination. And I'm like, yes, Elena, you've been calling it this whole episode. Yeah. This whole episode, you've seen this coming. Oh, no. Why yeah. say this now? You don't need to tell him. And and she does. She tells him. he's Because he's like, you were really surprised that that I might think that you'd kiss me back. He's like, I, you know, you couldn't possibly imagine that, yeah. that what we're doing here means something. He's like, you're the liar. And he's like, I can prove it. And he kisses her. He forces this kiss and she push, pulls it back. Obviously, she's not kissing him back. And she's like, no, no, Damon, don't do this. And it's not like she, she's actually not scared in this moment. It doesn't seem that way. It seems like she's like, she's, she's uncomfortable. And she's like, don't do this like you're going to like you're stepping beyond this boundary like you're doing and she understands why like where he's at headspace wise but she's just like damon don't do this i care about you but i love stefan yeah it's always going to be stefan in a perfect moment of timing jeremy comes up and he's like Hey, Elena, do you want to go watch the Disney Channel with me? Because he's just a little boy. and I do, though, love that he's like, everything good? Yeah. And she's like, it's fine. Like, and he's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. That's very true. Ugh. 
Good on Jeremy. But Damon, of course, in this classic moment of what we saw building in season one. And you can see how scrunched up my face is. Yeah, yeah. It's so painful. He, He's like, you want to be a vampire? Okay. And he snaps Jeremy's neck. Oh my god, this scene is so good. Oh my god, this episode has so many good scenes in it. And just the just the like cry of pain that comes out of Elena, the no. Yeah. You know, and it's just like there's just this like music moment where like she's crying over Jeremy's body and Damon is looking at her. She looks up at him with such like how could you? Such hurt and it, he really went for her because he can't hurt Catherine. Right. He can hurt Elena. She's and and in a way because they look the same. I think he's kind of taking it out. He he wants to take this out on Catherine. Right. But he's doing it to the one person who is most vulnerable. Yeah, the one person that still like he believes does care about him. Yeah. Yeah, not a good look, my dude. Uh No. The one saving grace that we have in this moment is uh, as he leaves elena is crying obviously and she looks down and jeremy is wearing the ring yeah nikki i want to ask you if you can channel your stelena self and talk to me about this moment from when you first saw it when we were teens i don't know how many times I would come back to this moment when people, like, even later on, no spoilers into, like, other Damon-y things, but, like, whenever people would debate me about, like, how great Damon was for Elena, I would always come back to, Damon killed Jeremy. That's, not only has he done other horrible things, such as torturing Caroline and Vicky. He attacked Bonnie, too. You can keep the list going. Specifically for Elena, Jeremy is probably the person she loves the most in the world. Yes, her little brother. And he fucking killed him. He lucked out that he didn't actually die. Right. But he did it. Yeah. That's wild. I also think you could read this as, like, an assault. I don't think Elena reads it as him assaulting her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It definitely is because she's not consenting to this. He's drunk and he's just like forcing her to be physically intimate with him. Like, that's not okay. No, no. It's so, like, this, this scene is all shades of awful. Just yeah. We're full in, like, oh, man. Oh, God. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Reverting it, to, like, early season one, Damon, right here. And it's, but it's almost worse because it, there's some level of, like, him owing her loyalty at this mm. point. Because they are friends. Yes. Regardless of and she saved his other life. feelings. She just saved his life. Yes. They have they have something. They have some sort of an understanding. Whatever. They have something there. And like they are at the very minimum friends that care about each other. Yes. Which is different from the beginning of season one where he was just the older brother who was an asshole and didn't have his emotions on. Yeah, and he was trying to use her. Right, and he was just being awful to everybody. Now he's being awful to people that he cares about and that care about him, which is worse. And also, I think there's this um, there's this curiosity that I have of, like, how would a responsible person who is maybe realizing that they are polyamorous handle a situation like this? Like, 
Like, if she really did have feelings for him, it's not his place to tell her that. It, it may be okay to bring it up and to, like, float it. Right. But this is not the way to do that. And also, if she did have feelings for him, she'd need to talk to Stefan first. Because they yeah. have an established monogamous relationship. He definitely wouldn't be down with this situation. And then it would be up to her of, do I love Stefan enough and respect him enough to want to be in this relationship at the expense of exploring feelings for this other person that would really hurt him to be in a relationship with? Right. Anyway, so, so now I'm, like, having ideas of, like, maybe I could talk to, like, one of my polyamorous friends who, like, loves the Vampire Diaries and we could talk to this. Uh, yeah, talk about, I'll talk about cool. this. That would be a neat episode, wouldn't it? Especially yeah. with Catherine stuff coming up. I mean, it's just, there's so much to explore. It's the same thing that the Vampire Diaries does with everything, where it's like, oh, this could have been handled very well, but it's definitely an awful representation of something that it doesn't know anything about. <laughs> Totally, yeah. I don't think the writers even probably knew about polyamory at this no. point. It's just like so much of television just like assumes that everyone is monogamous, and it's like, no, no, okay. No. Especially for a love triangle, you know? They love yes. A love triangle. They do love a love triangle. And I'm like, this could be a consensual love triangle. That's cool. Consent is sexy. Okay. Oh, no? Okay. No, no? All right, cool. <laughs> Great. Um, do we really even want to talk about Mason and Tyler? There's the, the curse of the Lockwood. They, they're all angry. Nobody gives a shit. Let's go back to Jeremy. <laughs> I will I will quickly sum up this scene. At the Lockwood residence, uh, Mason tells Tyler that there's this curse of being a Lockwood. And Tyler's like, how'd you get the chill gene? And Mason's like, I didn't, but I've learned to manage it. And I'm like, oh, this is very Stefan Damon. If Stefan were like a cool older uncle. Um, and he says, hey, Tyler, none of us want to be like this. That's why it's called a curse. Okay, moving on. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> um, so Stefan shows up and he has to defend Damon because I think that even he's like couldn't imagine this Damon, this Damon who has grown so much over season one, doing yeah. this. Where he says he saw the ring. Yeah. Elena's like, no, he didn't. Yeah, she was there. He didn't see it. He says, "This is Catherine. He, she's." taking away everything that's good about him and she says there's nothing good about him um he doesn't want to feel he wants to be hated it's just easier that way and she's like I, he got his wish i do hate him and the music swells in this beautiful way where it has that pause yeah where she's just like he got his wish mm. i hate him stefan yeah and it's just and we see damon also cut with the scene where he's reflecting on like what the fuck did i do yeah and, yeah. and because men can't emote he smashes something <laughs> instead I love it, though. i'm into it i'm into it as um, long as there's nobody there to I mean, yeah, get in the way of a yeah. flying glass we're fine yeah. see when there's nobody there and you're like hitting things then it's less of like a threat of physical violence and more of just like i need to break something i'm cool with that when yeah. there's like a person there then it's like okay now you're trying like, to no, 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 it's no, a no. whole thing yeah yeah yeah, it's a whole but, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so also jeremy wakes up and it's oh. this beautiful moment of elena hugging him and yeah. just being like you're okay and, and jeremy like, Damon killed like, me yeah! Damon killed me! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did! Yes, he did! Mm-hmm. 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 But, because this show can't just end with that. It can't! It never can! I'm always like, is this gonna be the ending? No. It's not dramatic enough. It's enough! 
we're like, you know what? Thank you, Vampire Diaries. We're stuffed. This meal was delicious. And they were like, one more bite. One more bite. One more one more addictive bite. Couldn't possibly eat any more cliffhangers. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, but we got dessert here. We got dessert. <laughs> and it's called Caroline. <laughs> and Catherine. <laughs> I am so happy. This fucking scene is wild so we're at the hospital we're at the hospital and caroline wakes up it's clearly the middle of the night and she's like elena what are you doing here and Catherine says she doesn't even pretend to be elena at all she's just like hi you haven't met me yet my name's Catherine, and i'd like you to give the salvatore brothers a message for me and caroline's just like what what a message and Catherine says game on and she smothers her with a fucking pillow and then she does a cute little minxy walk away from Caroline, who has just been murdered. With, with, with vampire blood in her system? <laughs> we can cut it, but I'm screaming inside. That's what I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our fucking episode. Oh my god! What a return! Season two does not disappoint. Season two does not disappoint. Season two is so good. I'm so excited for season two. I love that this this show makes us want to cheerlead. That's what just happened. Yeah, that was neither of our high school experiences. <laughs> no, Nikki, who are you taking and who are you staking? Okay, I kind of have two takes because. I was originally going to take Stefan, but I also feel like I need to tangentially take Elena as well. Oh, interesting. Because Elena is the one that talks Stefan into, like, this whole... Elena's right the entire episode. Let's just yeah full stop on that one. Um, yeah. But also, I love that what Elena says actually gets to Stefan, and he does actually process it and try to talk Damon down and try to be like, this is what she's doing. She's going to try to break us. And, like, he really genuinely, like, tries to break the cycle with, and where he's like, we can be better than this. Like, we can do this. Yes. And I think it was just, it showed such a emotional maturity that I think that he doesn't always have. And I really liked it. Yeah. So I wanted to give him a big hearty pat on the back. I gotta stake Damon. I can't not stake Damon. I, I just, <laughs> as much as I fucking love it for the drama... For the for the everything that is this show that I love, you can't you can't force kiss Elena and then kill her brother. That's bad demon. Bad. Bridget, who are you taking? Who are you taking? Nikki, I am taking Bonnie because she's doing such a great job in this episode. I mean, other than I wish that she was better at lying. Um <laughs> But I think she does a really good job of being very creative with Catherine and I love her vibe with Damon mm -hmm. and how like she's still she's she's using vampires now to help her. Yeah. Which is cool to I love like her help her to save Damon. the people she loves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I love her just being like, no, I don't owe you anything, and this is not a truce. You're gonna do it. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. She's she's a boss bitch. She's a boss witch. And Ooh. I love her. A hey, boss witch. I am staking Karen for uh, not helping her son with yeah. his inherited rage issues and not allowing him to like grieve or and not not involving any mental health professionals. 
Um, we don't see her connecting with him at all. There's or checking little, up on him at really all during this moment of like keeping up with the Joneses where like they just have everybody in town over for this wake. You know? <laughs> like Yeah. And she's more like, My husband isn't a vampire. Also, she literally found Liz locked up in her office and she was like, They were your deputies, therefore it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the fucking How? worst. How? What is our word of the day, Bridget? So glad you asked. Our word of the day is... It's a great one. Galumph. Galumph. Galumph means... It's a verb. It means to move with a clumsy, heavy tread. Spell it, please. G-A-L-U-M-P-H. Galumph. Oh my god, Nikki, what's your sentence? All right. Uh, I said, Catherine watching Elena required stealth. She couldn't possibly glump around. Ooh, we both used Catherine. I said, Catherine's walk is the opposite of a glump. Her gait is sultry and light on her feet. Love that. Love yes. that. Yes! Yes, bitch! Oh my god, Nikki, what's your tarot card and for whom? Okay, all right. Um, little bit on the nose, I think, but, um, I feel like it's necessary. Did you pick the death card for, for someone? No, Is that I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. I think I've done this before, but I picked the Five of Cups for Damon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! No, that's a great- I love recurring cards for characters. I think it just makes sense because he is a very- for as much as he's like, I don't care, I don't feel things, he has a lot of emotion, as can be seen by- how when his cups fall over, they drown the whole town. Um, <laughs> it's this, like, you know, obviously, like, problematic relationships, this idea of disappointment, which yeah. I think that he was go- was starting to do well, right? And then Catherine just kind of digging in and, like, really smashing everything in his heart and then Mm -hmm. that little budding thing he had for elena also getting stamped down Mm -hmm. was just like a little bit too much for our boys um you know threshold for emotional capacity intelligence competency pick your maturity maturity um (laughs) regulation uh And I think that, like, he is kind of stuck in this place and needs to find some way of moving on from it, but that would require actually grieving and actually, like, processing. And I don't think he's done that, because I think what he did when he had that big disappointment last time with Catherine was Mm -hmm. be like, oh, fuck that. Ooh, Elena. Mm. And he didn't actually, like, take the time to be like, holy shit, I spent all of my life over this woman who doesn't care about me. He's already heard from Anna. She knew where you were, Damon. She didn't care. Right. And there, But there was this little bit of him when she came back where he, like he says, he he would forgive her in a second if she wanted him to. Yeah. I think he just wants something to live for. And he's been living for these really shallow relationship reasons. Right. And I think that, like, that lack of, like, purpose for himself or, like, that lack of 
Because he, he's all or nothing as a character for most things and most people that he cares about. Mm-hmm. But that means that when they do something to hurt him, he can't handle it. That's a nice way to put it. We're yeah. gonna put, we're gonna be there, you know, until he figures out how to not do that. Because this disappointment, yeah. he takes it like Elena says, and he doesn't feel hurt. He feels, yeah. or he feels hurt, but he doesn't allow himself, quote unquote, to feel hurt. He masks yeah. it with anger, and then he would rather be hated than mm. to be rejected. Ugh. Not good. Yeah, no, not good. Make- not good. Bad. No. Yeah. Bridget, what did you pick and for whom? I had a hard time with this one, like, without going mm-hmm. into spoilers or anything. Yeah, stuff. I, same. Man, episode one. So I picked, for, for a scene that you almost skipped, I picked the Page of Wands for Mason Lockwood. <laughs> and, okay, great. And the reason I picked it is because he is introduced as the black sheep of the family. That's what Tyler says about him. That he's nothing like any of the people in this town. That he's his own person. He's off trying to find the perfect wave. He seems super relaxed. But then we see that he tells Tyler, no, listen, I have rage too. I have, like, aggression, but I've learned to manage it. And so I'm giving him the Page of Wands because the Page of Wands is a card of like learning to work with your own energy and like learning to work with what's there and like your inner fire, but to Mm -hmm. really be in tune with it and not be denying it and not be forcing it to do things that is not quite right because we see he uses his aggression to keep Tyler's aggression in check against his mom. Yeah. Um, which was a crazy scene. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what I picked the Page of Wands for Mason Lockwood in this episode. I like it. Yeah, I had a hard time with cards for this one. I was like, there's just so much happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. It's almost like easiest to pick a card for the character that's being the most emotionally open. Because yeah. you don't want to assume on behalf of a character lest, uh, lest we reveal any spoilers or we make yeah. things up that aren't canon. Um, yep. or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm just gonna stop talking. Yeah. So it's hard. It's it's hard to. It's getting harder. Sure is. <laughs> mm. Pretty soon, I'm just gonna be giving the death card to everyone who died in an episode. Death. <laughs> tower, tower. Death. Death. Tower. Tower. Hanged man. Three of swords. Yeah, three, three of swords. Of swords. <laughs> oh my goodness, Nikki. I hope our tarot. I hope our tarot fans uh, enjoyed that little bit. <laughs> well, Nikki, it feels so good to be back. It sure does. I can't, I'm so excited. I've just been like, I love season one, obviously, but season two, it it has my entire heart. Yes, it's the difference between going to Disneyland and Disney World because <laughs> you realize that while one was fun, the other one is fun and more. And more. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh. God. Ladles and jelly spoons, that is all for the return. I have been your host, Bridget. And I have been your host, Nikki. Thanks for joining us, and tune in next time to find out if Jeremy and Alaric are going to start a I Was Killed by Damon Club. Tune in next time to find out how Damon's doing in his anger management classes. Tune in next time to see if all this death and carnage will slow down any of the town's events. Tune in next time to find out if Mystic Falls has finally increased their hospital security. Dear Diary, at least I fooled one of you. Dear Diary, he doesn't want to feel. He wants to be hated. It's just easier that way. 
Dear Diary, it's always going to be Stefan. Dear Diary, that sounds like the beginning of a love story, not the end of one. Dear Diary, game on.